0: Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 17 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with author Krista Sander and narrator Monica King. Welcome, ladies, to the first episode of 2023. Yay! Hello! awesome and also our first threesome so
0: anyway
2: <laughs> starting out really hot that's a good sign
1: hey not bad for romance come on <laughs> right <laughs> you are always saying we want more girl, on girl I'm like okay fine here we go anyway <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a little bit ahead of time uh, before officially recording but we're gonna have so much fun I know it's why don't we start, uh, Krista, with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing, and how you got started.
2: Sure, sure. So I started, well, my journey started in 2015 in sort of a strange way. In August I was, of 2015, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So oh, it was really scary. Um, we didn't know what the rest of my life was going to look like at the time. And I told a few very close friends. I just wasn't even sure what to say. And my good friend sent me the book Nancor by Katie Evans. And I remember wondering why you would send someone (laughs) a book called Whore after they've been diagnosed with a disease that has like no cure. So I asked him like, what's going on with this? I mean, are you like, do you have a little bit too much wine? And she's like, No, this is what you need. This is exactly what you need. And I was like, All right. And it totally was hundred percent happily ever after, escaped into romance. You know, those were the times where either reading or audiobooks, because um, with MS, sometimes, at least in the, the beginning in those years, my vision was a little um whirly. So audiobooks, they became my safe place. So it was Katie Evans, Christina, Lauren, Sylvia Day. I mean, I could just go on Corin Michaels, like these people, Kate Canterbury, they became my escape. I would listen to the books on the way to get MRIs or a doctor's appointments. And there were a lot in the beginning. So romance truly became my safe space. And then a year after my diagnosis, we were up in the mountains and I was talking to my husband and I said, you know what? I think I might try to write something. You know, I my parents, God bless them, um, paid for an English major at University of Miami. So uh, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make them so happy and I'm gonna use that <laughs> and I am gonna write a book. And so my, and and we weren't even sure, I didn't even know, I wasn't even sure what was gonna happen. So I wrote my first book on an iPad with a little computer my kids were smaller while my kids were in like the YMCA daycare. I got two hours a day. So that is how I wrote my first book came out in 2018. And then I just became part of this community that was so welcoming, so kind, so helpful. And today, I think we're up to like 22 books. 20. Isn't that funny? I can't even count. I can't even <laughs> count. But, um, and it has truly transformed my life um i'm i'm doing it different i was a teacher i'm Uh i'm not teaching anymore i write full time um and i just it's an honor to be a part of this community to meet people like you to meet people like monica i mean it's just these are my best friends this is this has become my life and my, my support and now i'm a writer who lives with ms i'm not a person dealing with ms it it completely it, it transformed everything for me. I mean, naughty books, it, and, it, and what's amazing is how many people, and I share this openly, this is in every book I write, how many people actually contact me who have MS or who are going through like the, all the diagnosis to try to see if they have MS. And it's just, that's probably one of the best parts. Mm-hmm. is connecting with people sharing this story like this doesn't define you you know y- you decide what defines you so that is that was my intro into romance
1: nice. and essentially also creating a form of community of within your own that I love your books it's almost like a little sub community there that yes. you know get to know you better and that you're and, you know, giving us, you know, people hope and that there's stuff afterwards and we can escape, which is one of the reasons why I love authors and romance. We get to escape and uh, have to worry well, about real life. Well, you don't, <laughs> right?
2: you don't have to have, like, like it doesn't even have to be some monumental thing. I mean, we all have stuff that, right? We all need, like, just that little reprieve can do so much, right? Like, and, and then you get to also connect with people. I mean, it's like multi- levels i think about all the money like whenever i'm on etsy and i'm buying like jewelry or cute things i just tell my husband like think about all the money we saved on the therapy i would have had (laughs) i think a lot of people in in our community feel that way as well it's like not a
1: habit or a bad thing it's called saving money on therapy
2: (laughs) right right i mean i was spent it anyway but i but like all kidding aside I truly, these are my friends. This is my world. Like even, you know, it's books, but it's also life, it's kids. It's, and that's what like my reader group, same thing. Share about the dogs. share about theirs. I mean, my alpha readers and my beta readers, I mean, these are true friends now, true people that I can say, what do you think of this? Oh no, that character wouldn't do that. I mean, it has just become, it's a business, but it's almost like a family business because that's how everyone kind of cares about each other. Um, Yeah, no, I can't say enough. I truly can't.
1: Yeah. And now we have Monica joining the family, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, I love Krista's story. And I'm so happy that you found me, we found each other. Um, It's funny, I started acting when I was little, because I, like, you know we didn't have the best childhood and my sister would escape by watching television that was Mm -hmm. her what did you call it a reprieve I guess from Mm -hmm. the tough stuff and so I decided I wanted to be an actor and so i did everything I did all the things and I moved to Los Angeles and I was getting cast in roles that were like I was always the drug dealer (laughs) and I was like this isn't a positive uplift or and then one time I was in a role where I was like this raging bitch to the point that when I went to the screening and I was introduced to people they didn't realize that I was the star of the film, because they were like, Oh, but you were so mean. And I'm like, No, 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 I'm really nice. And the reason I <laughs> want to do this is to make people happy, not to scare them. So it was great when I found audiobooks to have a way that I can bring these stories to life. Exactly what you're talking about, Krista, you know, giving someone a break and uplifting them. Romance is just so happily ever. I love the happily ever afters. Yes. So yeah, I am. Um, I was acting in LA and somebody heard me imitating my mom it was a New York <laughs> accent. I, if I, could. I don't even think you knew that, Crystal, when you had your Brooklyn uh grandparents. No, is that so is that is that who you use for the grandparents in the Bergen books? Technically, it is so my mom is from Yonkers in the Bronx area. I always get them confused. My dad's from the Bronx, my mom's from Yonkers. My dad's new wife is from Brooklyn and I think you said she's from Brooklyn so yes. I modeled yes. it after my dad's new wife. oh my gosh how did I not know uh, that it was so I was at this party making front of my mom and this act this writer came up to me and she's like oh my god I've been through so many auditions and nobody can do that voice can can you narrate my audiobook and I'm an actress I'm like yes I totally can I had never sat in front of a microphone So, you know, many, many coaches later is when I met Krista.
2: (laughs) Oh, and I I, like, so when I heard Monica's voice, this Mm -hmm. was when I was first dipping my toe into audio. This is for the Bergen Brothers books. And I, I was, you know, just listening and listening and, you know, you just, you have to feel like, so if you are a true audio book, like lover you know what that voice can do, right? Like there's some books that I used to um, Catherine Kel- Kelgren, I know I think she passed a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Her I would read anything, you know. And this is before I was Krista the writer. This was when I was Krista just going through all sorts of audiobooks and just I mean, an audiobook every couple of days, just reading voracious. So anyways, I knew what I wanted. When it came time for me, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I had to feel in my heart. It's like a gut thing too, Mm -hmm. right? And I was listening and listening. And then I put on Monica's and I was sitting at my kitchen table and I was just like, I want this woman. I want a little Monica to sit on my shoulder and be like, (laughs) and Krista decided to choose the skim milk at Starbucks. Like I just wanted her. (laughs) I wanted her voice. I wanted her in my head, and I remember my husband was mowing the lawn, and I grabbed my laptop. And I start like running out toward him, and he thinks like something is really wrong, and he's like, "Are you okay? What did you? Something happen to the computer?" I'm like, "No, listen, listen to this woman speak," and he's just like, "Oh my god!" But he too. So we stopped He's like, "Oh yeah, that's good." So. <laughs>
0: So anyway, By the so way, like, I'm going to, I'm going to save that part portion of this podcast and put it on my phone so I can listen to it every day. I love it. <laughs> I, like, I get chills. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I can it was cry. truly,
2: it was such a moment. I mean, it was just such a, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it, everything came together. And I just, I was like, we have to get this woman. I'm like, do you have a kidney you can sell? Cause we have to do whatever we can to get this woman. <laughs> <you can sell." laughs>
0: anyway that what's so funny is i i love that story so much and the first book that i narrated for this woman she gave me notes we would go back we went back and forth for three months before i actually told her that i couldn't narrate the book for her because she would give me notes every like 30 seconds to a minute about how my voice changed an octave or i took a breath or I what? didn't do the same character voice, and that is why I'm still to this day super paranoid. Um, yeah, it was it was a very hard start for me.
2: Oh with, my gosh,
0: I, I didn't know how audiobooks worked. Coming from a theater and a stage and a camera background, you work with a director and you do retakes. So I thought it was normal, and then someone said to me, "No, that's not how this works." So when I do meet independent authors, we have that first conversation. I say, okay, in the first 15 minutes, we discuss everything you want. And then after that, you just give me free reign. That's and what if- I
2: said. I, I you can do anything you want. You, you could have put a vampire in that book. I'd be like, okay,
0: <laughs> but I'll still call Krista and be like, does this sound okay? What do you think about this? well i think that's what's great
1: about the building the relationship between the narrator and the author it used to be that the you guys would never have met you guys would have never had that opportunity to exchange the notes um production companies to this day sometimes (laughs) cock block you from one another and and it shouldn't really be that way we want the authors to have that relationship with the narrators as far as providing with the hey he has a russian accent so you don't find out that he has a russian accent comes chapter 30 you know 30 And you're going, bloody hell, I've been giving him a British shirt, no accent at all. And now he's like, okay, got it. Um, But people do sometimes, it just wasn't the norm. So the fact that you guys were doing it uh, from the beginning of the relationship of you guys being author-narrator is great.
2: Yeah, well, I I have to get, if if Monica ever needs a kidney, I have to give her one of mine after what she had to go through with all the nanny (laughs) (laughs) books. The first two were, (laughs) the first two were fine. I know, right? And th- and then I just decided. So there, we just. Th- I mean, there are these nanny books are such fun, and they're long, and you just get. I mean, she just brings you right into it. But there are accents. There are kids. There are four kids by the end of this series: two boys, two girls. We've got the Eastern European accent. We've got the British boxer who also has like a Welsh trainer, like honestly like you deserve an award they should just put an audience like award for like did you survive narrating for Krista Sandor you win yeah.
0: Yeah. right well, you but I mean just I I felt like I was on a reality show what were those shows called when it was like well, how much is this person gonna take before they explode?
2: before they're like no this can't be real where are the cameras
0: Because I remember our first conversation, I was like, I'm really not, I don't like voicing kids. And also, I definitely don't like doing accents. (laughs) I think you probably remember that, Krista, right? And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm reading book four, which is 20 plus hours. These are part of my questions. Like, I don't know how you did it like are you an outliner or a pantser i've learned this in vivi's last podcast with someone a pantser (laughs) how do you write a book that long and keep it all together in your head
2: i don't know wine and a a (laughs) lot of sticky notes mostly
0: (laughs) wine for me i forget where my house is
1: but this <laughs> is not tequila, that's a different story. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just so impressed by all of it, but book four, I remember calling you and be like, wait, but you know that I don't know how to do these accents. And you're like, there's accents? Oh I forgot, remember? <laughs> I forgot. There were like four musicians. They were from like everywhere, right? I was... Wait, my favorite <laughs> was from Bahrain. Yes, I was like what I have to look up where's Bahrain What's that? I I I did I didn't do that one
2: <laughs> you, I know I you know what like I think I just it's so funny because when you're when you're just like in the moment and you're writing these books and you you hear it in your head but it might not be, I don't know it, it's sort of like when I heard you narrate the Bergen Brothers series and you did the grandparents and those New York accents were so good that's like that's what was in my head but I couldn't translate it so that's, that's awesome right so I just remember because I was listening I was doing you know like the audio check and I was taking a walk I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm like all right well my neighbors already probably worry about me a little bit but I just it was just amazing for you to take those written down words and breathe life into them that's what i'm always amazed at with your work is how you do that and how i make well, it so hard for you to do I would to
0: turn that around and say that it's krista's writing too and and certain writers are, are so much the way that I, I i read a book and i prep it which means like i'm a slow reader and i'll take d i will take I actually you know it's the end of the year and everybody's writing on social media how many books they narrated this year and i'm like i'm really slow but it's because i i read the book and i let it like a movie develops in my head and Mm -hmm. the more detail that the author gives on the characters the more i can see them and so i love taking like i can hear the voices before i even start wow and then um i get in there and it's like it just unfolds so it's a huge tribute to your writing um i didn't I didn't, I asked you for, okay, so I asked Krista, and I actually, for most of my work, 80% of my work, I do not get to talk to the authors. So my relationship with Krista is very special to me, (laughs) because I'm like, I need to know. So I usually approach her with a ton of questions before I get started. And I asked you who each of the female protagonists, who you heard, or who you thought of. Oh, yeah. And you gave me people's names, and they were all Peloton instructors. Yes. (laughs) but I didn't use any of them. That's the first time I totally went off script, but I just heard them in my head.
2: No, they were perfect. I know I was doing a lot of Peloton at that time, I guess. <laughs> well, that was definitely how I found Raz. You're Ben. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got some great like let me tell you, they've got some great teachers but it's so funny I always feel bad I'm like gosh maybe I should like contact them very during like Instagram or something like hi by the way y- your voice is what drove me to write a book so not, you know <laughs> you.
1: <Yeah. laughs> well you know authors find their inspiration in so many different ways and in fact there's all a couple of authors that purposely do the whole like mm, let's see if they can do this accent and they slide it on in just you know to see if they you know like can they do it I know Scott Bricks, uh has one or two authors that does that, like just to basically fuck with him. Oh, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> hey, figure this out, great! And you know, as a pro, you guys figure it out and you do it. Um, huh. But it, it's it, it's great that you guys have that relationship and able to you know have a dialogue and and provide them with examples because there are so many characters in your books, and it's one thing when they have like book one, two, and three, and you're done. But when mm-hmm. there's more than that, and, and even if it's just one book, when they're all sitting in the same room, because for whatever reason, they're having a sure. dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all talkers and they all have different things. And for the narrative to be able to keep that up and yeah. not confuse the listener as to who is talking when is like golden.
2: It really is. Especially in that last nanny book, the nanny and the heartthrob, that's when you have like all the couples all the kids. And and that's what the readers really like that. They, at least in in my books, they like to see and the listeners too. They like to hear or read about, you know, oh, this couple's doing this or, oh, look, they popped in or, oh, I know that. So, but that last book, I I mean, that was a lot of people. It was 178,000 words. It was like three books
0: in one. And you, you like just,
1: them long we know you like them long
0: We like them long and hard so okay <laughs> I'm coming to I'm gonna come to the conference I'm gonna need a hotel room and martini service.
2: right, right? And, and, <laughs> and like just like a guy just like a handsome guy that's just like there to like get serve me right <laughs> Very hot butler just like waiting
0: I yeah. have questions Krista yeah how do you pick your covers?
2: Oh, I I I want, I work with Wander Aguilar. I'm not sure wait, if I'm saying that right. You are. Mm-hmm. He is amazing. Um, what comes first, the cover or the the guy, the book, the character? You know what? So with these books, it goes back and forth. So with the nanny books, I oh wait no, the nanny books. I'm sorry. Wander's photos are on the spinoffs. The nanny book photos are Eric McKinney. So, So, I found when I was thinking about. So, anyways, the nanny and the nerd all came about a couple of years ago after I went to romance author mastermind, and I went to this um talk on like universal fantasies and and what people want, and I just started thinking about nanny books and kind of how fun those are because the, the power dynamic and then usually it's sort of that that like alpha that hard on the outside but then you crack them open and he's all gooey so I'm like okay that's I'm, I'm gonna do these books and then I found this picture of Eric McKinney I found the cover which is just this handsome handsome man with glasses I'm like there we go so that is how that one started um but sometimes like I'll just see a photo and I'll say, oh my gosh, like uh, now that I'm doing the spin-off books from all these nannies, I have to think of the kids as adults. And I just saw two of Wander's photos and like those are the two boys. So, I mean, it kind of, it can go either way. I'm finding that it's way more easier to find the model to decide on that early And then write the book because then you're not like, okay, well, I need a blonde guy with hazel eyes, with a touch of gold, like whatever we do to these people with a tiny little star (laughs) above his, you know, above his left eyebrow, but not too far to the right. I mean, so that I've gotten a little bit smarter as I've been writing. Thank you though,
1: because as a reader and a listener, when the cover model has black jet black hair and in the book he has blonde. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh I'm like,
1: I know. Dude, dude, dude. Is <laughs> either go get a graphic designer or hire the right model. <laughs>
2: right. No, for real, because that's what you're selling. You know, you're selling that that fantasy, that escape. So yeah, no. I and let me tell you that is truly one of the hardest parts of my job is looking at very handsome men um all day. <laughs> I tell my husband, listen, I am working. I am working. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. It, it's as as someone that has done graphic design work, as well as book covers, that's one of the things I've, I've said to people I'm like it's really hard um, looking at all these sexy guys, but people don't really understand the amount of time and the rabbit hole that you go down when it comes down to finding these images and you're going no I said sexy cowboy not cowboy who thinks he's sexy wearing white feathers.
2: Why? Right. I mean, it really, it truly, it's funny that you say that because I want, I was telling, I can't tell, I can, but like you know, like casting agents for models. I wonder if you just stop. It's not so much like, oh, she's hot or he's handsome. It's like, okay, well, no, that's not exactly the look. Like, it's it's truly, it's harder than you think yeah well
1: in the in the cover of the the nanny and the nerd he actually looks like he's a little like looking at you and smirking like oh the things i'm gonna do to you later um and and so that's some. there's something about that look that it's like yes that's book cover versus just like staring off into la, la lands
2: that is what and so that is what monica's voice so i'm not sure i heard i think it was maya rudolph she was on a talk show and she was talking about how she i couldn't i can't remember the character she voiced but she said she always had to talk like she had a sexy secret. It's a sexy secret and nobody knows but me. And I'm like, okay, that's what covers need to be sexy. Right. Just that little bit of, and that, and like Monica's voice that, you know, that sexy secret, that kind of bringing you along on this wild ride. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you're trying to capture with the sound, with the image. Mm
0: -hmm. Sweet. Okay. Monica, what other questions do you got? <laughs> um, well, I would just like to request the model from the Sebastian Guarantee to be my host in the Denver conference.
2: Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> right? He's
0: okay. he's he's uh yeah, don't tell my husband. Shh.
2: No, no, it, <laughs> it all stays, it all stays between us. I know it is, but he was right. He is the sexy secret face. Um, even heartthrob, that smile, that just like makes you all tingly inside like it's it's I mean Small photographers narrators you just have a job because you have to convey that right
1: that is true and for the listeners that are going what the heck are they talking about a convention in martinis in Denver it's a there is this <laughs> There's a convention happening um, March 30th through April 2nd uh, titled uh, Reader's Take Denver and it is a also a charity event uh, of sorts. It's a four day uh, filled with there's two signings there's a bunch of panels including one with uh, mur- murderous women and martinis and murderous men and martinis. So we'll get drinks there. Anyways uh, oh, so it's a four it day. Yeah. So when you mentioned martinis I was like oh I can't wait to tell her. Uh, there's, it's a four-day event. The website is www.readerstakedenver.com and all the information is there. You guys,
0: Chris is gonna be there. <laughs> Monica, you're going right <laughs> on air. Yes, so I need to commit. <laughs> now that I know all these perks I'm getting from Chris for narrating uh the
2: <laughs> Danny and the Heartthrob for real, I yeah. I might as well just like walk around with like a box of chocolate behind you, a little fan. <laughs> no but this um, convention this is enormous yeah I mean I, I read like I'm fangirling hard over all the people that are going to be there I mean it's it's I I just I'm looking at all of the names right now and I'm like oh my I mean this is this is going to be an epic convention for sure
1: yeah someone put you on the spot who who's that one what a few of those authors that you're going oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god they're gonna be there
2: well, like always Sylvia Day yeah because she's just like right like she's just I don't know I I just I am enamored with her I'm trying to think of well, always Megan Quinn it's so nice because Megan Quinn I like I was at a signing and I my table was sort of near her so I could like watch her and like okay don't be creepy don't be creepy <laughs> Just smile. You're working. This is your job now. Just smile. But like her, I mean, it's just I'm like I'm on the site. I'm looking at it, and I just can't even. Abby Glantz. I mean, I just all these books, all these people who their books saved me, or do you know, what? their work made my life easier at a really hard time. I mean, you just there will always be a connection to those authors. They're just, they're just, they're, they will. I mean, Kristen Proby, I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. I might be a whole hot mess. I better not hold those chocolates because I'll probably be, like jamming them in my mouth, Monica, because I'll be like anxiety eating. Oh yeah, like, Krista, Krista, hold yourself together. Grab yourself. <laughs> hold, for real. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, just I mean, and that's sort of the other, Thing that like I have to pinch myself every day. It's like I get to be part of this community. Like it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, stop by my table. I'll be a hot mess, so we can have a good old time. <laughs> She'll
1: All be right? fine. She'll be fine, folks. She'll be <laughs> fine. Trust me. Yeah. The okay.
2: I, I also mentioned the charity. It's uh, Julie's
1: Julie's friends, and it's going towards uh, helping individuals who may not be able to afford some of the care for their pets unfortunately mm-hmm. we sometimes have to make those really hard decisions based on finances
0: uh,
1: oh yeah um and yeah. we feel that we may not be able to provide them with the best kind of care and then thus those hard decisions need to be made and so yeah. julie's uh, friends is the organization that uh lisa renee jones and her husband diego have created to help people um not have to make those hard decisions immediately and see you know helping with the getting getting the the our fairy pets our fairy kids as i like to call them um healthier at a you know in a a good point in life again and so this whole thing with great authors we have stories we have narrators we're helping pets and people with their pets i love dogs and cats so i'm all for it
2: oh yeah we have two we just oh my gosh so we adopted a rescue pup back in april huckleberry and he (laughs) is I know what a name, but he, he came with a name. Like I can't even take any credit, but so anyways, amazing. We love Huckleberry. He's cattle dog. He's German shepherd. He's high energy. And so a couple of months later, I'm like, oh, you guys, I think we need a smaller dog. Like we need like a little friend for Huckleberry. And so we went back to the same rescue and that's where we found Rosie. And they're like, oh, Krista, you're going to love Rosie. She's going to be that smaller dog. We think, we think she's collie spaniel. So I'm like, okay, that's great. So we get Rosie. We love Rosie. She's wonderful. We do the DNA. She's Great Dane. Oh shit! She is already eighty-five pounds. So Huckleberry is about fifty. Rosie is already like eighty-five pounds of like all dog. So we are like all about the animals. But it's true. Like there are, it's there are some hard decisions that you have to make with like we had Bijans before. I mean, it was. It's nice. It's it's just this signing is gonna do a lot from I people in pets
0: it. i yeah. had no yeah. idea what Mar- our one of our first puppies we got him and uh he was having trouble breathing like oh. three days after we got him oh. so i waited um just like you know i have to wait a certain amount of time before the insurance kicks in yeah, yeah. i weeded and i was like on his- he was supposed to be my emotional support animal to help with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like up all night, every night with this dog, making sure he could breathe, like ready to give him mouth to mouth (laughs) if he needed it. He was like a little fish out of water. And uh, he he would go like. (gasps) So I took him to the vet and I said, he's been having trouble breathing for like three days. And because I said that, it went a day before the cutoff. So they didn't cover anything. Oh. and I'm not kidding you it cost us about ten thousand dollars my whole savings went to this dog and I kept yeah. thinking like what if we didn't have the money and I was like well I could start like a um like a go fund me but that's so it's embarrassing like I don't want to ask yeah, for yeah. It. no it's you know? hard it's hard, hard. It, it, yeah you shouldn't have to be
2: in that position you know it's just oh
1: no it, it's definitely uh a, a, when it comes down to pets it's it's definitely a business sometimes and I and I say the same thing when it comes down to yes. human doctors um mm-hmm. as someone that I, all my pets are rescue, and i like currently have four dogs and two cats technically four because two of them are my sons um Ooh. but mine's the two cats all rescue and I remember my first dog his name was Bailey he was a it was supposed to be a chihuahua uh a multis and and chihuahua makes ended up being that a mom must have had an affair with a uh, you know corgi because he had such a chihuahua corgi mix so he had the long body with the big ears he looked like a miniature German shepherd um, but within like he was eight weeks old got him within like two weeks of having him not even then I'm rushing over to the vet hospital and he's like yeah he has parvo and I'm oh. going excuse eh, me and um, I had to look up what that was because they were explaining it and only like one percent of puppies ever survive that right. thank goodness mm-hmm. for uh, the care uh, credit card but if I didn't have it. Right. And then he finally comes home. So he's good. And then he's home. No lie. Less than a few hours. And I'm like, what the hell did you get into? His upper lip was all in flames. And I'm like, Bailey. And, and so rushing back to the hospital and they're like, so before you re him and cost you significantly more money, it's probably an ant bite. to give him some Benadryl. And sure enough, <laughs> it was flying. Fuss- but I was like, that was hard you know, emotionally, financial, financial. And then again, like I said, that was my first dog and Mm. it doesn't stop when you have, you know, pets and stuff. And it's a conversation people don't have. They're like, Oh, great. Dogs are great. Cats are great. But as they get older, things get harder. And they're so
0: expensive. Yeah.
1: They are really expensive. And when you're trying to be that good parent and provide them with the most care and the most comfortable care and the only thing stopping you is finance having a charity like uh, Julie's friends is one that alleviates a lot of the stress in our own day-to-day stuff let alone caring for someone who could be there as your emotional support but also as a family member as many of us think of these individuals you know furry kids as is they're part of the family they're not just a dog they're our dog and they're more than friends so gonna be a fun convention, going to a great cause. I said there's gonna be martinis with a couple Mm -hmm. panels. I know there's another one with margaritas and T.L. Swan. Oh, Sylvia Day is bringing donuts with T.L. Swan. (laughs) I
2: saw that. Yeah, (laughs) sign me up, please.
1: I mean, when you go to a book (laughs) event where you're with your besties and your other book friends, and then you get so you have that like, oh my god, Kristen Ashley yay and you're like but wait there's more and you get donuts and you get parties and you get panels and you get you know narrators going and doing readings and i'm like ooh, hello lover and i'm like there we go
2: <laughs> yes it really is such fun and it really and like it really is it's like everybody coming together because we so many i mean we, narrators too we kind of do our work on our own like kind of in a vacuum right and then when we get to see each other, like for, like, it's like all the phases of, so first it's like awkward, like, okay, are we as good of friends as I think we are? Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> like, 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 okay, we're friends, right? Like uh-huh. we talk, I, you know, I just was at a romance author mastermind and you know, you're just like, you see like name text, you're like, okay, oh, hi. And you're like, wait, but you know me, right? <laughs> And like, yes, everyone, you know, yeah. but I mean, it, it's so nice. And then everyone is always so lovely. And then it's just, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. a good time. It'll be a great time. So
1: uh, Monica, have you gone to a, a book convention before? No, oh, I never have. Virgin, oh, lovely. <gasps>
0: <laughs> and it's funny because like, I don't know that many people. So my close friends, there is... um another narrative i don't think she uses a pseudonym i don't know i'm very good friends with hope newhouse who's in paris and she calls me mudge because Mm -hmm. when we go to apac i don't Mm -hmm. like like to go out to stuff (laughs) (laughs) kind of a homebody, Mm -hmm. and um other friends have called me a hermit so it's very like i have anxiety so when i go into public i'm like oh i don't know if i can do it so i might be like hiding behind krista
1: well I mean, you now have me too i mean like hello thank you. i'll be there i mean full disclosure i mean i'm the yet official podcaster but i'm also working the event so it's like i know I places where volunteer. you can go relax i got you
2: <laughs> thank you it's that quiet
0: room oh yeah. monica oh my god okay we gotta and
1: <laughs> well, only took us an hour it's, it's okay. okay all right then
0: Market. i, just, I yeah. will say though i did just go to the narrator's retreat in uh, massachusetts and i was terrified oh, and then i got there and it was like you're right the community it was like so welcoming and so many people like the last three years have been so hard you know everybody from online but you don't uh-huh. really know them yeah. so there was a lot of like can i hug, hug you? you and it was like of course and then i'll never forget the third night I was spending time with. Um, it was like the last night, and I was just drinking tea because I wanted to go to bed early and like get home. And we were out by this fire, and I was chatting with um, Annalise Rennie, that is her pseudonym, but she uh, she's the owner of Spectrum Audiobooks, I guess. And there was another narrator, Maria McCann, and she came up to me and she's like, "What are you drinking?" And I was like, "Tea." And she's like, "No, you're not. Tell me a blank." I was like, I, I do like Sauvignon Blanc. She comes back with a bottle. I, <laughs> and the next thing I know, it's like 3 a.m. And I'm chatting with every, like all these producers and publishers. And I was like, okay, yeah, I do need to do more of this. I yeah. do. <laughs> it's good
1: peopling. I think that when, so, because you, you, you know, you're a virgin in this lovely realm of us where a little of us have more experience, we can teach you. Um It's going to be a lot of a little bit of that hustle bustling at first because people are excited like you said we have a lot of us have not done anything in a couple of years this will actually be my second event um that i i people in three years the first one was a was
0: supposed to go to a lore. Oh. and then i got scared at the last minute and couldn't do it i was like i don't want to get covid
1: <laughs> yeah it was fine by the way <clears throat> thank you no uh <laughs> if things happen people drop off for a variety of reason and, and it's fine but Allure was a lot of fun and and this one's going to be as much much fun as ever just because it's bigger but that relationship that you built I had one with Megan Price and she was a guest on the podcast and we totally hit it off like you would like the three of us right now and, our, and but she had never been and so I tell her things about, yeah, people are going to be bringing things to you signing. So, I go you're going to be signing anything from T-shirts to Kindles to book covers to potential penises. And, 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 and thank you. That was the exact same reaction. It gave me to the what? I'm like, no, seriously, uh, it's like a stuffed animal penis. Um, and uh, like I said, <laughs> they've done everything. I had uh, one author has a thing in her books when and it's her gimmick as far as like maxi pads. Others have you know uh blossom blooming blossom is going to be there by the way and she's one of our vendors for the event and and she does these roses and flowers and i think she can do some that are more plain so people can sign it or just lighter text and people sign on there's so basically totes anything can be signed including a penis and uh that's what i was telling her and she was like shocked and completely like no way and i'm like no girl seriously it does happen and she's like I'm gonna get you a penis I'm like shut the fuck up Let's stop
2: <laughs> and stop her up a giant blow up no <laughs> no no not a giant blow
1: up cock or anything but it's the allure <laughs> you know gala red carpet which I'm hosting there and I'm getting people in camera we're about to end and I see her behind me and I'm going this could be good or this could be bad um <laughs> Uh, and she and my husband's all smiling I'm going oh they're up to something he knows something and lo and behold she presents me with a penis stuffed animal and and she had sign and I'm like you gave me your penis yay
0: Uh, so (laughs) it's sitting here in my my office did you say penis stuffed animal
1: yes penis stuffed animal
0: yes Uh, yes yes I did (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, i may have to bring him with me to have some of y'all sign it as well um you know mm-hmm. i have my one pillow that looks like a old fashion library card that, that i have the authors and the narrator oh. i have one for narrators yeah. and one for authors um oh, and yes cute. super cute and the you know double-sided because you know you have to and yes. the, like the date of the events is the date that you're quote unquote checking out and then the signature of, of, uh, of the individual. But now I have a penis. Now I'm gonna be like, hey, sign my penis. <laughs> That'd be
2: hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I just, I mean, that's like, that's the other thing, honestly, is how it's an open, inclusive, uh-huh. for the most part, yeah. right? Community. Like, and I do love that. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah. So let me just tell you right now, on etsy you could get a crochet pecker penis yes you can that is a you know oh my gosh or giant ones listen
1: yeah i'll show you a picture of it after we air and i'll make sure to post it in the on the on the page when uh, this thing officially gets uh, published and stuff like that at the landing page y'all can see my stuffed penis that Mary Price gave me um, it's adorable uh, <laughs> but it, you can get anything i mean there's been regular pillowcases uh, i know that the event might have some merchandise that we'll be announcing soon with our logo on it um but yeah if you're going to this event or any events it's just the right time now to start looking for things to get people signed and uh
2: that a great idea for real that's yeah. a cute, cute idea because um, yeah. i've signed i've signed like um picture like a not not the picture itself but like the border I've had lots of readers yes like with so cute Mm -hmm. and then you can see like by the end of the convention I mean it is just adorable it's just so creative others
1: have also done almost like photo books with the covers and the name of the author um or like although they had the name of the author and the narrator on the bottom almost like a yearbook concept but just like one or two books per page and then oh. when they go to you as the author, they will find your page, like literally like back in the day in your book time, and you would sign it. And so they just then have something on the bookshelf to keep the, you know, all that fun stuff. So lots of different options as what you so can do cute. to bring for the events. Um, I'm just excited to be able to meet you guys in person. And I'm a hugger, so feel free to hug. <laughs>
2: I'm a hugger too. I'm a crier as well. I'm a hugger and a cryer and a sort of a, a sweater, like an inappropriate sweater. I don't know how. I I'm gonna need to get like some sort of like dermatological treatment before I go. But I get like hot and nervous. But I also like to hug and. Yeah, I guess so we know. need
1: to talk about that because it's a romance convention. We're gonna also have thrillers, so maybe you'll fit more into oh. that category for mystery and for mystery and thriller, <laughs> sci-fi, sci-fi maybe too. Uh, nice. it's a dual convention, but yeah, guy, I gotta bring the sexy with you
2: too, girl. Guy, bring the sexy. with you. Yeah, For real, no, it's 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 exciting. Yeah. It's otherwise, huge. I'm
1: gonna get with Monica and behind me, like, okay, Monica, narrate the scene, narrate it as she's sitting there perspirating. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And anxiety sweat coats her lips, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, but the fun thing, it's like, I'm always nervous. And then I get there, you know, and yeah. then it's terrific. It's almost like the buildup is like, ah, and then you're oh, like,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I, think, I think that was my point when I was saying like that I was chatting with all those people. And yeah. yes, the Sauvignon Blanc did help, but it was <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it was like there's nothing to be nervous about everybody is so nice and it is such an inclusive the authors and the narrators and even the casting people just so open and very different than other parts of the um you know acting, acting. and you hear that a lot yeah yeah for sure yeah. Okay. um can i share with you guys the fact that krista sends me her books signed which I get really excited about and these little care packages and you sent me this is it an aquamarine stone yes Mm -hmm. it's from it's from nanny and the beefcake yeah Yeah. and I held it throughout my record and I'm holding it right now because I was nervous so I'm like playing with it yeah and how cool is that (laughs) bonus coolness
1: aquamarine is my birthstone
2: Oh, is it? So that's oh. supposed to bring balance. It's, you know, like that's yeah. that to have that as your birthstone is a real gift to be born yeah. under the sign. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, I love, I love care packages. Yeah. I love, like I used to go to summer camp when I was a little girl and uh, not a little girl, I was a teenager, God. but uh, oh my gosh, like we're not, we would get like packages with, trying to think of the name they're salsa pepperidge farm like if someone's <laughs> mom went those above cookies. and beyond and sent pepperidge farm cookies like uh, that was a big deal like we'd open them and like you know I don't think what like, I don't even know if we really even knew about it though those kind like that was not I, I grew up in Kansas and I went to summer camp in Maine so like a lot of, like I didn't even know what Ben and Jerry had Ben and Jerry's for the first <gasps> time I, I know I mean like mm-hmm. I had been in Jerry's for the first time on Monhegan Island. Like it was like the most new England experience ever, but um, yeah. So I love care packages and I love like sending and like, it's so fun to send it to you. Or, Monica. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <I> just- you're <laughs> fired. You're fired. I'm, fired. <laughs> I, I'm writing another sticky note anyways. Yeah. No, those stones and I believe in the power of just that kind of, you know, Believing, wait, Monica. When yeah. you're holding
1: the stone, do you feel more relaxed? Do you feel or totally? Kind of saying, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I love
1: it. Yeah, I'm currently
0: holding a malachite. So <laughs> it's
1: so funny that you mentioned totally. that. That's I was like, oh my god, I'm holding a
2: malachite.
0: Yeah, I actually started wearing um smoky quartz around, like on my necklace. Well, I used to work in a restaurant, and uh one of the managers was like, "Girl, you need some crystals because I'm super sensitive." I think that most people with anxiety, a lot of actors like uh one of my coaches recently said have you been diagnosed as like (laughs) um what's it called what is it highly sensitive person Uh, have you guys heard of that uh, yes so I attribute my narration to being that sensitive like I just feel everything so having the crystal I mean even if it's just a distraction or it's just the idea of it working it does it cools me down and I just relax that Love makes me so happy
1: yeah and you sent her that care package without even knowing that stuff right
0: well, she's and there were so, so many cool things in it there were hair ties and there yeah. were there was chapstick which is in my booth uh I was just listening to your podcast with Scott Brick and I haven't listened to the narrator yet but I'm di- I, there was just they were talking oh, about it's like so
1: good it's so good
0: like the things we do when we, what is it called? Like your, um, people have sacred morning rituals, but like narrators have, as you go into your booth and writers, do you ever, do you have a writing ritual Krista to get you going?
2: Yeah, I do. I have to, I have to do this sort of list. And then I walk around my table um, counterclockwise. It's <gasps> like, oh, oh, I don't know if it's, it, it just, I just like to, I get to kind of see, I walk, I think. And then I sit, which yeah. might be OCD. I don't clean though, God help me. My people <laughs> would like it if I did. But yeah, I think so because I think it it's like it it come it's like a comfort, right? Like it's just like, okay, I can be safe because what we do, and this is the hard thing that like if you're having you really have to be in the right headspace to do any kind of creative job. It's you know, it's not like a, you know. If, like sometimes you just, you're not like making a widget and you can be having like a, a breakdown, but still making the widget. So I feel like those rituals or the stones, or just even like the meditation, it, it just gets you where you need yeah. to be.
0: Yes. The meditation helps immensely. And you sent me a chapstick in that box and it had your, your branding on it. So my, when my I was head, like it, books, just tell
2: us Monica, my big head is on it
0: sippy cup oh my gosh so i would like have my water in the cup you sent me and the chapstick and i'd be like i am going to become krista's voice in this book and it totally like it was so fun and it really did help
1: oh that's so nice i love that it's the little (laughs) things and uh and having those rituals are so important too because amazingly enough sometimes just the one thing out of whack you're like i can't do it and you're done for the day you kind of start all over and wait so Mm -hmm, mm
2: i know i know and who and i mean having teenagers i have a teenager oh my god there are just days where i'm walking counterclockwise quite a few times (laughs) just keep walking just keep walking yeah they're like do you not see the signs Uh. (laughs) well I
1: have one narrator friend that actually has like a red light the the, the I think her booth is in the basement area and mm-hmm. in the kitchen area which is above her there's a red light if that light is on and red it means he's recording and that means no walking no noise <laughs> not a sound. Not... yeah yeah That's
0: when so... I first started I was just in a room uh, mm-hmm. I was like a, I had a desk and I would shut the door and uh i'll never forget it was like one of the third days i was working and my husband so sweet knocked on the door with like a tray full of snacks and i turned around and bit his head off so hard (laughs) and he now knows he's like i'm never interrupting you again and i just i'll be like i'm going in quiet like a mouse time okay just text me if you need something yeah (laughs) it was only one time
2: it's true especially like um there's just times where you just don't want to be disturbed like I'll, I'll hear I'll hear like them walking or I'll hear them like coming down the stairs and then and then I'm like no you know like I'm like like I'm I'm not that mother I thought I was gonna be I wasn't I'm not her. I'm like oh God, what you know and then I'm you
0: like just I'm- get in the zone nobody can Nobody can come in when I'm in the zone. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's and,
1: and it's a hard zone too, because I mean, I'm I'm trying to write like, when I'm writing some notes or you know, catching sure. up on something and and they just start talking and I'm like, one minute, please, and lift up the finger and I'm like, let me finish. And so, or, or when I'm sending text messages with, with information and they see me pacing back and forth. And 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 then they start talking, like, do you not see me pacing? Do you not see my hands like people, stop? Let me finish the thought. So, I
2: used yeah. to drive like sometimes I used to drive and I also like have to pee all the time I have like a tight ladder so I would drive in my car to a park where there was like a port I would like right in my car but it was so it's so funny and then I would be like do I need that porta potty I do not need that porta a potty so I would just, but that is what I would do I would sit in my car and I would, I'm sure like the police in our area are like, what is she doing? What is that woman doing sitting there? Why is she walking to the porta potty? You know, anyway, we need to get you some stickers
1: that say, I'm an author and I'm writing a story. <laughs> Put it on the window
2: writing there. A <laughs> writing a book. I have a
1: teenager. That should be enough.
2: <laughs> yes, God help us. It should be real. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Right. So the two of you are constantly surrounded by words whether you're writing them or you're saying them what's your favorite word now mind being different from favorite curse word that's the second part of this question
2: oh I love I love the word word salad and I only say that because I I write a lot of rom-coms and when my alpha reader was like you know like whenever the character gets like garbled or you know the guy is like blowing her mind in some way and like this word salad this verbal vomit i love that's i just like word salad so
0: i write a lot of word salad i love when you say like you'll say something like that word salad just came out of my mouth and i'm like yes it did that was a word salad
1: yes (laughs) i've never heard heard of the term before so now it's i'm I'm borrowing it
0: (laughs) well that I just, I don't know.
2: It just, for me, it just paints such a picture, right? It's just like, like that, that, you know,
0: that's a tough one. I love words. I get my word of the day every mm-hmm. day. I love vocabulary. Merriam-Webster is like mm-hmm. my favorite oh. ever. She's actually, is she actually a person? I don't, I don't know, know, but she's snarky. She's a woman to me too. And she's snarky and she's smart, right? She knows everything. Yes. And she knows the correct pronunciation. So I probably spend more time with her than anyone else. Cause I check everything, but, mm-hmm. and I'll get my word of the day. I think my favorite word is eloquent. I've never mm-hmm. thought of that before, yeah. but. The first word that popped into my head is—it's not a word; it's an, a name, I guess. It's two words: douche canoe. Oh! <laughs> and the first time I ever heard it was in Krista's. Was it Manfast or Man?
2: I I love douche canoe. I probably douche canoe in everything I write. So probably Manifest.
0: I think I did. I put it on a coffee mug for you. I think in the beginning I was sending all my authors coffee mugs with their cover Aww. and like the quote. And that was, I was going to do one for each book, but I don't think it happened. I
2: have, I'm looking at the mug. I have the mug, but I don't think it says douche (laughs) canoe. You probably were like, I probably should not put douche canoe on a mug, but. No, no, we're taking a Denver, get it to in Denver. (laughs)
0: I I, it was it's like in my list of to do's that you know Mm I'll get to one day but I probably said to my husband like I don't know her that well do you think her family would be okay if she had I know I did we did have this conversation would they be okay if I gave her a mug that said douche canoe on it I (laughs) love the word douche canoe I love like
2: ass hattery I love I just I just love like clever ways of calling somebody a jerk or an Mm -hmm. you you know like that
1: so what are your favorite what's what's your favorite curse word then?
0: I use that F word all the time, much to my mother's chagrin. I oh,
2: know me
0: too. It just yeah. it, it gets across the emotion needed.
2: Well, like like when things are just crazy, it's absolute fuckery, right? Like there's no better way to just like like what are we doing with
0: this fuckery? You know. I love lately what the ever loving fuck. I say that a <laughs> yes, lot. Yes. What the ever-loving fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah. Yeah. I I I do like that.
2: I also love how you say
0: it. it. (laughs) Right? She sounds so good. Yeah. I did have, okay, I don't read reviews at all. Because when I started, I got some really, really mean ones. And being as sensitive as I am, I can't read them. So, um, Krista, if you ever see, like, it's important for narrators to know what listeners are saying. Like, if there's something recurring, you can let me know. But um, somebody said that I said curse words funny, and I was like, "What, what does that mean? I curse all the time. I, I've actually gotten in trouble a bit for cursing." So I was like, "What does that mean?" But I do. They're like, "I put an extra like fuck." <laughs> it's like <laughs> almost a New Yorker. I think it, it probably comes from my parents.
2: Let mm-hmm.
0: me so. Proud. I love
2: your cursing voice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know
0: my least favorite word, and I wish that authors would stop using it oh, because yeah. I would oh, have yeah. a very hard time saying it. Is Google. Google. Like, I mean, it's not, it's a word, it's a title, I guess, but you know, when you say, I Googled it, it's like my, I can't get it out of my mouth. Googled it. That is a weird one. Mm -hmm. Google, Google, Google,
1: Google. Or then you're, you're, I'm Googling it. You know, it's like, Google, Google.
0: (laughs) Do you, Monica,
2: do you remember when we were like gala, gala, gala? Like, it's so funny how you, and I didn't even know. You're like uh-huh. how did you hear it in your head I'm like, shoot, I don't even know. yeah, what do you use that? what Gala Gala what do we decide I can't remember
0: I I I don't know and i I, I say it I try to keep it the same. yeah do it in a book, but sometimes I say it differently and also the room you walk into when you first walk into somebody's house foyer I always I always said foyer and I
2: always it's a foyer i don't know i don't know we have to ask marion webster she will yeah will. yeah
1: i was watching us a, a couple of videos i got some cookies uh from lisa for the holidays and uh, from jo- jolly belly or jelly belly is the, the one that ships Ooh. the stuff and the cookies um and we were they have food from all over the place and my husband being from connecticut is the one thing he's like i missed a and so I was looking at the top pizza joints over there in Connecticut to see how much it would cost to ship them a pizza. <gasps> and there was this one video from a f- very famous eatery up there, uh, uh Suparti the Pizza. And uh, they were talking about the, the mozzarella cheese, and they were going, the, the, they called it like three different things. And one of them was eating the last A, and they're going, mozzarella, 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 you know mozzarella, so funny? And, and mozza, you know, my
0: mom. I worked in a restaurant and I was mm-hmm. taught to say mozzarella, but mm-hmm. I grew up saying mozzarella. Mm-hmm. It's mozzarella. Mm-hmm. And my mom gets so mad at me when I say, oh, I have to go get mozzarella. She's, D- mozzarella. It's the mozzarella.
1: Yeah. she's so, Yeah, that's what they were doing. And I'm going, it's mozzarella. <laughs> so I'm like, you can still put the Italian accent behind it uh but i was like i was having that moment of like mozzarella there's an L right there <laughs> so pronunciation is so variant depending not on not if you you're know. italian That's um true.
0: where is he from in connecticut ha- uh hartford okay yeah. i went to yukon
1: oh oh see you guys are gonna get along great at in oh. and, and when at the, at the at the conference yeah no it's uh it's a, it's a party's is a, the pizza place they were there and sally's was another one the one that wasn't on the list which i was like how is jimmy's a pizza not on this list so i'm about to call my uncle i'm like jimmy how is the jimmy's a pizza not on this list come on <laughs> <laughs> great food up northeast but still so thanks for sharing those uh words with us that's um you definitely need to have the douche canoe mug created, canoe.
2: though. So. I know. I like love that word, so douche mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. We'll make a mug. We're good perfect.
0: Yeah, totally. I have a cricket. We can do it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> your kids are older now, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. for
2: sure.
1: But honestly, <laughs> I mean, of all the freaking words we could have used, douche canoe is the least offensive. I mean, come on, <laughs> it
2: really is. It's but such a douche canoe. I Imagine. don't. Like I don't like c u n t. I don't like that. I don't like it.
0: It's a British
2: thing. Yeah,
0: it's I dated a, a British guy at one point, so I'm I'm like immune. It doesn't bother me at all.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't bother like me. I will I, say that if it comes out of my mouth, I'm pissed, and you need you may need to run.
0: Yeah, like that's a word.
2: Oh, like kitty cat. Yeah, yeah. Mm. i don't like that one either yeah anyway
1: sometimes it can be overdone in books too or when they get very creative for the vagina but that's a different conversation we'll have in a different podcast episode (laughs) (laughs) or maybe we'll do a live instagram there right Krista? all right listen (laughs) no you know know, okay people so no
2: exactly
1: (laughs) we'll do a fun afterwards or 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 at the convention we'll get together do a couple of minutes here and there
2: We can just show each other naughty words and then we can like rate them with cards, right? That is a four for a 4.2. We can be like that Romanian judge at a a gymnastics meet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a zero, no, that's a a no good.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, and Monica can... (sighs) All right, let's start again. Monica can do her (laughs) Eastern European... (laughs)
0: voice that i that accent like it's it's really it's i gotta be honest i don't think it's eastern european It is it's
2: exactly what i had in my head i don't care oh, it, is. it is because we say it is
0: <laughs> okay i hope <laughs> the <laughs> listeners agree
1: the <You> <laughs> office said it was
0: okay all right
1: people like... <laughs> yeah there, yeah
0: right. exactly yeah um yeah. it's it's totally fine that you keep messing up my name i actually have a few different pseudonyms and oh. um When I first started out, I only had one and I was hiding because the stuff that I was narrating was like so sexy, so sexy and like 50 shades of sexy. And uh, I was also doing some violent stuff, Um, not like sexually violent, but like guns and self-defense. So I had all these different pseudonyms and I used to work at a restaurant where a very famous writer uh, for television and movies would come in and I would chat with him. And I would get nervous when I chatted with him. I never told him I was an actress, but one day he asked what I was up to and my witty retort was, I'm just waiting for you to write me out of here. And he was like, (laughs) what? And it got very uncomfortable. And I quickly said, oh, I've been narrating a lot of audiobooks." And he was like, really? I tried to do that once, it's so hard. And uh, he's like, well, what have you narrated? Can I listen to it? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell him because I wasn't like, I'm not going to tell you what this pseudonym is, but that's why I created Monica, because the stuff that I narrate as Monica, I'm, I'm not, I could, I'm happy to say, you know, I, I meet people and I say, oh, my romance pseudonym is Monica King. So it's okay that you're slipping. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay.
2: If you could be, if you could see what I'm seeing, there are four sticky notes that take a picture monica i will take a picture take a picture so we can <laughs> see it but i mean oh, yes. that's,
1: again I, I said at the very beginning before officially recording this is why i don't do lives um <laughs> interviews because aside from the stuff that may come out of everybody's like the 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 walls come down when they're talking to me but also the whole thing with the cinemas is very protective but it's, it's it happens and that's why we have an edit button Unlike twitter who doesn't have an edit button we do
0: so it's fine <laughs> you just put like beeps in Because she says it really quickly too. Mm -hmm.
2: I do. And Uh. I catch myself. I'm like at my own censor. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's what, so, so I, when I decided that I wanted to become an author, like finding a name is super important. Um, And that's why I went, Sandor is my maiden name. And that's my grandma Sandor um, who loves romance. So anyways, that's, that's why I went that route because I just, as you can tell, I can't like remember to use, another... <laughs> I mean, I've signed some books with my married name, like my mom. I'm like, I'm sh- sorry. Do you care? Do you want me to cross it out? Can I get you new new book? You know, people are, it is, I think it'd be, hard, for me, at least it would be hard um, to have a totally different mm-hmm. name. I had to keep it. I don't know. Keep it close. <laughs> Otherwise, I would just be a mess, as you can tell. Yeah. I had thought
1: about that a few years ago. I'm like, I probably should have started do- doing a lot of this stuff under a different name. But I'm like, but I like my name too much. I'm like, nah, I'm good.
0: That's <laughs> <Love laughs> like, a good name. You a great name.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm like, eh, people will find out. They'll figure it out. And then when you meet me or if you're online talking, like Kristen and I did a, via DM or in at events and stuff like that, you get me, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. it's true. Speaking of uh, learning and discussing and discovering each other stuff like that, one thing I love to do with our guest is to play the uh, game of Two Truths and a Lie. So we're going to tag team. So tell me I'm not playing by myself. Y'all stop thinking dirty. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Monica and I are going to tag team here. Crystal, can you tell us what your Two Truths and a Lie is? And then we'll have to guess what it is.
2: Okay. So let's do do you want me to go truth truth or just like say it out loud like just, like,
1: just give us our three things and we'll try to figure out which one's the
2: lie okay um I met Diana Gabaldon the outlander uh writer in a bathroom uh next is I'm in a calendar um the next one is my
0: grandparents hate romance
1: all right Monica Ooh, Ooh,
0: I know that you're in a calendar. So <laughs> that is true. Okay. Uh I guess I'm gonna go with the lie as the grandparents. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say too, because um potential as far as meeting Deborah. The only then again, she specifically said bathroom. And that's where I've learned sometimes it it's all in the details. Mm. It could be that she met her, but it could have been like at a craft store. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: And but in you in the think the grandparents. She's saying aisle. Right?
1: As right. uh, 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 he's finding patterns for the new kilt for the next book. Um, <laughs> but you're saying the grandparents, it's a lie. Monica? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to go the same way. I'm going to go with Monica here.
2: Oh, you guys are right. Yes. My, you got my grandma Sandor, and I already brought her up and I use her name, but she lived for romance. She had all those great harlequins, a huge bookcase or else just jam. I mean, just like one of those bookcases that you just see, and it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy because it's just like crammed with all romances. And my cousin and I would pull out the the books, and you know the pictures were amazing. Like the covers were just like out of this world, like the Penny Jordans. Yeah. Uh, and then I would take the book and I would hide, and I would look for naughty parts.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: that was my that with Danielle Steel books. Oh, right, like. I mean, it, she, and she was unapologetic in how much she loved romance. And anytime I would spend the night, I would wake up and she would always be up and she'd be sitting at our table and she was a smoker and she'd have her cigarette and she'd have a romance novel and she would be just reading away. And I'd be just, I don't know, it, it breaks my heart. She passed away a while ago, but I just, I believe that somewhere in this universe and her energy and my energy and just. I think she just loves it that Mm -hmm. I'm doing as Krista Sandor. So
1: yeah, I know that's awesome. I'm sure she's like, "Yes, my girl."
2: She's like, "Dirty that (laughs) up, honey. Dirty it up. Throw in a few c words, p words." (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you add another guy in there? What's going on (laughs) anyway?
1: (laughs) Ah, Grandma Sandor.
2: Good old Grandma Sandor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Krista. It's me and you against Monica here. Okay. Let's go, Monica all right Monica tell us your two your three things
0: okay um I hate chocolate um I when I was in college I took singing as an elective and the Dean at UConn when I did my final performance asked where I was hiding And um I play the guitar.
1: Okay. What do you think, Krista?
2: I don't know how anyone can hate chocolate. I'm having the- a hard time with that. Like my heart is like that can't that cannot be true.
1: Totally ruins your plan of walking with chocolate behind her if that's the case Fine. though. So I-
2: like I have to like get like modify that uh, yeah that's true. or something Mm -hmm.
0: um you can sing right Monica Mm -hmm. I made those all up like right on the spot right well yes (laughs) I was was really stalling okay yeah Yeah, what do you think what do you think what's Mm. true what's a I'm
2: going chocolate you just I, I just in the, I can't believe in a world that you could hate chocolate
0: say they plays the guitar
2: oh okay right,
0: are those your go. final answers I think so um I actually do hate chocolate and that's this it's my favorite one to throw out in this game and it's also what I say to people when they're like this reviewer hated me I'm like yeah but I hate chocolate and that doesn't mean that you're bad yeah everybody loves chocolate um threw that in uh then uh i do not play guitar i played cello for 10 years but i never could play guitar my fingers couldn't get in the right place mm-hmm.
2: yeah. what do you eat okay i'm still i'm, She's I'm, stuck, I'm stuck on that what do you mean you like chocolate <laughs> i'm not okay so like if you want something sweet what do you go for gummy candy Oh, those had are good. I to stop
0: cuz I got way too many cavities. <laughs> so like right now, um You know what? I will say my coach sent me this. It's like uh it's not it has a little chocolate and almonds and it's like What's that candy? It's like a score bar, I think. Oh, um, those are good. I, well, I unless like, you don't like chocolate. Well, <laughs> this is the first time that I'm like, you know what? That tastes actually amazing and I can't stop eating it, but I've never liked chocolate before. I, you know, what do I eat? I like potato chips lately. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I love bagels and pizza. That's like my, I don't even eat ice cream. <gasps> what? I'm not, I'm not fun, but somehow I just went to Athleta yesterday. Thank yep. you, COVID. I'm not gonna tell you the sizes, but I went up four sizes. <laughs> Who does that? I I do. We all do. I, it's been being a woman. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what from. It's the pizza. Sorry. Yeah. I I
1: think it's one of those, right? And you'll hear me say it. I'm like, oh, look, a bakery. Smells divine. I just gained five phone just by smelling it. (laughs) So it's fine. Yeah. So what we're going to have to do, uh, Krista, is we're going to, what we should do is bring our favorite top of the line chocolates that we like to the convention and have her taste it.
2: And then just have like a shitty bag of gummy bears if she doesn't like it, just to like make her happy.
1: I think what it is that's one of the things I learned when in culinary school is that people that don't like chocolate sometimes because it, it just could be the kind of chocolate that they've experienced
0: mm-hmm. yeah, not
1: realizing mm-hmm. that there's such a variety of yeah. potential chocolate it just could be that you know you got into a bad batch or the kind that you're eating is not what you like you might like them darker you might like them more milkier I mean so many
2: options well that's oh. stuff that like I wish my, my life has- would be so much nicer if I didn't like chocolate honestly <laughs> I'd be like I'd probably be a nicer person. I would be thinking about chocolate all the time,
1: but <laughs> well, yeah, well we'll 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 have some fun and uh and uh, we'll figure out if maybe that it could be, but if she doesn't like chocolate, there's so many other different things that she can from a street perspective. I mean like I have some like tres leches in my refrigerator oh. calling my name. Oh. <laughs>
2: My husband just made pound cake cookies over Christmas. So so we chose this. So I wouldn't like decide to eat the tray. I'm like, okay, I can totally, they were so delicious. Like maybe I just like, I think, I think I just like food. I mean, we all need vices, right? But uh, we can make some pound cake cookies. And my husband is such a good cook. That was the, that was the gift of Uh, COVID was that he um, was home more and enjoys cooking. uh He's just like, the things he bakes made this cornbread from I mean it was like anyways I don't don't even know who I'm married to anymore but I'll take it I'll take it
0: all (laughs) yeah I'm not a cook Mm. no I'm very boring when it comes to food and desserts
2: we'll we'll fix her up
0: yeah we'll fix her up
1: (laughs) yeah it'll happen yeah it's I mean but don't feel bad I didn't have my first pepperoni pizza until I was 19 I had my first salad. At 19. My mom was one that did never force us to eat any food. If we didn't, if we said we didn't like it, we didn't have to try it or anything because she was forced to eat it and things ah. like, you know, octopus and fishes and exotics and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So she never forced us. But I missed out on things that I liked and learning. And then until I met my husband and you're smack down at a holiday luncheon in the office at the FIU campus and he's sitting in front of you and you're going, I don't want to order out of the kids' menu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of my, my, my peer and I'm like what can I order and they're like and I like, just get the fettuccine alfredo I'm like okay I'll have it for that was the first time I've ever had it oh, I loved Wow, loved it yeah so yeah it's okay you learn you grow now I love mushrooms and broccoli and all that other fun stuff do not give me mayo though I don't like it I'll make the mayo but I won't no mm-mm. yeah I'm
2: still not sold on that either
1: yeah <laughs> well guys this has been so much fun and thank you for being part of this threesome today it's been such a blast <laughs>
0: Thank you. It has. Thank yes. you so much for Thanks, having me.
1: Thanks, yeah. Before we officially go, 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 I want you guys to tell me what's going on work-wise for you. Like, what's coming up next that you can share?
0: So I
2: have a, I have a novella coming out in January called Mistletoe Love Match. And then what I will be at the signing, March, April. And then uh, a big release in June. So that's kind of, that's what is coming up right now just writing away sort of living in a, a great living with the characters right now which i love nice I have, to
1: have you come back in june for that great release is it coming out in audio as well i need to talk with
2: monica who i
0: oh <laughs> yeah send it over send it over and i'll um i'll just fit it in when i can
2: i know you're so good
0: i'm She's so nice. overwhelmed by i'm really excited i am working a lot right now I, I don't want to give you details because I honestly don't know who's doing it. And I don't know if it's out yet. And it is through a publisher, so I don't get to talk to the author. Mm-hmm. But it's a thriller. Nice. And it's my first thriller. So it's like, it feels really different. But it's like, the reason I chose Monica King is I love Stephen King. Mm. I never thought I had the right voice for it. I oh, always you thought, like, oh, you, you had do to sound like, you do. Or, like so um So I'm really excited about that and nervous.
2: Oh, that's that, so that awesome, awesome. Yeah. oh yeah. I bet and the pacing is the about, pacing so different is the pa- like different than romance to do a thriller I would think it might be mm-hmm. no, no
1: no I mean I think it's if you were to do like a romantic suspense when there's always that dun 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 yeah, I, yeah. you know I, I think that the the, the the trick of it all is and Monica tell me if, if it's true or not is trying not to spoil it in how you yes. It out to give it the obvious he's the bad guy, he's the, the red one that herring. Did it, or they did it, you know. Yes.
0: The red herring, like I didn't yeah. even really know what that meant. I started because as soon as I got the book, I was like, Okay, I need a new coach, I need a thriller coach. And she's like, Okay, who's the red herring? And I'm like, What's that? <laughs> Do you know what that is?
2: Yeah, oh, it's like when they try to throw you off, yeah. like, Yeah, oh, okay, it's good. The baker. Yeah. It's got to be the
0: baker because he's constantly, you know. Banking. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's kind of silly. It's, I mean, it's a little embarrassing that I didn't know what it was, but now my big joke with my husband is like, I'll, I'll, I'll use it wrong. Like uh, we were watching some show and I'm like, she's the red herring <laughs> and it totally is not, <laughs> but it's like my funny, like, I don't know what it means. No, I do know what it means. And yes, you're not supposed to um, give it away too mm-hmm. soon.
1: Which is hard because you, you know, in romance, sometimes you you pick the tones based off of yeah. the characteristics if they're if they're always mm-hmm. happy-go-lucky you're gonna talk really really fast and oh my like, god if they're assholes you're you're gonna be a little you know slower and you're such a dick um and but in thrillers and in other areas too where there's that suspense moment you can't always go with that because then you're giving it away I'm the girl that will figure out like well, I'm horrible when watching you know movies like this because oh, I know who did it yeah I can figure it out. Um, in audiobooks is a little different because you only get the voice as the the hint versus yes. visual cl- cl- uh, clues. But mm-hmm. that's where I think, um, and again, Monica as the expert here. Um, you know, I think that that's where the biggest difference is m- not making it so like dun, 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 obvious.
0: And the other thing that is new for me, and I honestly I feel like I'm always learning and I am always coaching and always open to feedback uh when it's a first person so these they're typically first person And Krista's are third person close or third person deep the narrator yep That's um, what she said sorry I, <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure you got that in baby yeah Thanks. so there. you had the opera set you up for that thanks. um the, there's more breathing so like if it's a scene where like I am trying to escape something like it's okay to be like (sighs) on their recording which feels really weird to me because historically i try to hide as much breathing as possible does Mm -hmm. that sound right
2: yeah Yeah. no because there's probably a lot of like running and adrenaline and like (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's because i love those tana french books and i for the life of me i cannot remember the guy who narrates them but he uh, there is you're absolutely right there's definitely more because it ramps up fast right And that, yeah yeah
0: and I don't I'm terrible with um names and I'm like blanking on his name the co-narrator so I've already did the first book in the series and the co-narrator I was like can you just send me and he's fabulous he sent me a sample of what he was going to do he was amazing and he sent me his sample of the killer And it was terrifying. I was Mm -hmm. like, "Oh my god, that is so scary. You're (laughs) scary. I get scared. I get easily scared (laughs) of these books." So yeah, Krista, send me the Sebastian guarantee. (laughs) That will be my reprieve. Right? It'll be all bubbly (laughs) and
2: cotton candy. So (laughs) yeah, yeah,
1: that's good. I've been looking forward to. You'll have to make sure that uh, once you can share that you posted on social media yes yeah and there's also going to be a bunch of really good thriller authors over at readers take Denver, so i'm sure we'll get to meet a couple of new ones there that might potentially become clients at one point or another so Ooh, mm-hmm. all right. yeah well again guys this has been such a blast um and a great way to end the friday for us here that as far as the day that we're recording it but also it's going to land on a friday as published anyway so perfect timing so great way for a Friday and the start of a great weekend. Thank you guys so much again for being my guest and hanging out with me. It's been so much fun.
2: Thank you. I'm going to go eat some pizza. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go eat
1: some chocolate. <laughs> nice. Great. <laughs> if you're not following them on social media, do not waste a second. Grab those links. You can find them over at the episode's landing page at Viviana and the Books. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson. The audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits, including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook we thank you for your support
0: thank you for joining us on the audiobook lovin podcast hosted by viviana enchantress of books for links and more information discussed in today's episode previous podcasts or the audiobook lovin series please visit our website viviana enchantress of books.com if you enjoyed today's episode please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.